0: Welcome, ma'uya, Karibusana, sana, ma'iseni, hello, I am Shami Nyajeka and thank you for taking time to join me for yet another episode on the Calabash of Service. Last week we were celebrating the Customer Service Week and we discussed a Zimbabwean tradition known as Nimbe. If you missed that episode, do not despair. It is available on this very podcast, The calabash of Service. Today, I thought we could get a bit more personal. Well, sort of. So, I have recently found myself pondering on how ironic it is that the custodians of Ubuntu are often associated with poor and inconsistent customer service. From the public sector to the indigenous small and medium enterprises, problems of inattentiveness, inconsistent service delivery, arrogance, and even corruption, just to name a few, are common. It has got me thinking on how this could be when yet ubuntu seems to have values that support good customer service of course there are some elements of our culture and ideologies that may draw us back but that is a topic for another day in trying to get around this web i have realized that as young children in african society we are often equipped with the values of Ubuntu. Yet, somewhere along the way into adulthood, we lose these important values. If maybe we could introspect, go back to the basics and re-embrace these values, we would probably be able to not only overcome some of the challenges we face in life, but also even Create competitive advantage in the way we do business. I have been doing some reflections and have managed to unearth some valuable lessons from my own childhood. Let me take you back to my childhood and see if we can draw some lessons after the break. welcome back for as long as i can remember each year my siblings and i would spend at least one of the three school holidays at our rural home in vukutwa village nyanga in the eastern highlands of zimbabwe this trend continued right up until i was a freshman at the university of zimbabwe My father had seven siblings, and their children would also make holiday trips to visit our grandparents in the village. Our days in the village were spent herding goats, taking walks, and feasting on wild berries in the forest. Mostly, however, we would help out my grandmother in the fields. Depending on the time of year, we were either planting, weeding, or harvesting her maize crop. My grandmother would wake us very early in the morning and give each of us a portion of the field to work on. It was hard work, yet because we were working together, it was somehow exciting and quite gratifying when at the end of the day we cleared our targets. I remember vividly how my grandmother would insist on us sharing meals or even snacks, no matter how small. Like many other homesteads in our village, we had a healthy orchard. Plums, oranges, peaches, naches, apples, bananas, mulberries, lemons and avocados were all found in our orchard. The peaches and mulberries were in abundance and we could snack on these any time of day. However, for the fruits like um, avocados, plums and bananas, my grandmother always insisted that we pick these and store them until they were enough to go around everybody. When finally they were enough or ripe, in the case of uh, bananas and avocados, everybody had to sit together under the shade of a thatched kitchen or the veranda. There, the fruit would be distributed and we munched away happily. If it was a roasted green mealy, the golden cob would go round, each of us taking turns to pluck a row off the crispy corn this day my grandmother insists on this practice of sharing regardless of how small the meal is it has to be shared and we must all eat together at the same time now with the passage of time Some of the adults in my family, myself included, began dodging such rituals as we thought it rather silly for us to gather around for a small bowl of fruit or snack. Contrary to our myopic perception then that it was all about tasting and eating to fill our bellies, I have since realized that it was about sharing and spending quality time together. It is during such times that we would learn and understand each other. Because it was almost a daily routine, we could easily tell if one of us was unwell or up to something. It was about the unity and experience of togetherness. Something we are sadly losing as the times evolve. Our evenings... We spent gathered around the fire in my grandmother's round-thatched kitchen. It was a time to unwind. Chatting and laughter could be heard each evening as we recollected the day's events or played games in the kitchen. Supper was probably the highlight of those uh, dark chilly nyanga evenings. After a hard day's work, whether playing or in the fields we all looked forward to supper time. I guess this was mostly because we had some kind of meat for our relish unlike the afternoon meal where we often ate um, our staple sadza and vegetables or sour milk. Supper on the other hand would include free-range chicken, rabbits dried beef or goat meat or even mushroom which were all really considered delicacies. I remember all the children sitting up um, cross-legged in the fire-warmed kitchen as the meal was being prepared and when it was time to eat we would get into our groups girls and boys separately. We were often grouped according to our ages The younger ones separated from the older ones in groups of twos, threes, or even fours. Our meals would be placed in two aluminium bowls in each group, one with the sadza and the other with the relish. We would share the meals in our groups, all three or four of us, eating with our bare hands from the two bowls. We all knew the drill Eat satsa and soup or vegetables first, and finally the meat. Sometimes we would only get the meat as a bonus for having finished our satsa and veggies. Well, at least that's how we saw it. Looking back, I realize this taught us the art of sharing and being disciplined in managing resources we learned how to look out for each other and not be stingy. The slow coaches were groomed into increasing their pace lest the meal was over before their hunger was satisfied. Once in a while, we had um, notorious elements amongst the groups but for some reason they were taken care of and meal times were pretty much peaceful. Join me after the break for the third and final segment of today's episode. welcome back as i continue to share with you lessons from my childhood so there was a certain practice which fascinates me to this day so each time we arrived in the village from the city the neighbors would not only come to greet us but they would each bring a bowl of maize meal to be used in preparing our first meal This was the norm in my village. It was not that my grandmother did not have enough mili to feed us. Rather, this was a gesture of hospitality, togetherness, ubuntu. We are happy for your visitors. They are our visitors too, and we welcome them. This was the message being conveyed through this humble gesture. Hospitality was instilled in us at a very young age. I remember quite a number of times when a visitor arrived after we had already cleaned up after a meal. We had to restart the fire and prepare a hot meal for that visitor. On some occasions, this visitor would not even be family, but a weary passerby on their way to the next village. Decades later, as I now reflect on those early years of my life, I realized that the time we spent with my grandmother was filled with lifelong lessons. Without dictating notes or writing on a classroom board, my grandmother was daily imparting invaluable lessons to us she was preserving and passing on to us the rich lessons of Hunu or Ubuntu. The beliefs and values of our people spanning over hundreds of years passed on from generation to generation with neither paper nor ink. Reflecting on these experiences I imagine how different our society would be today if we still upheld these important values. Maybe if we built our lives around these principles, even our organizations would perform better. My challenge to you this week is to reflect upon your own childhood. And See if you can unearth any important values that could probably help make the world a better place. Thank you for spending time with me on the Calabash of Service. And remember to always harness your Africanness for Service Excellence.